Welcome to Leading the Next Generation with Tim Elmore. Our mission here at Growing Leaders is to empower the emerging generations with skills to lead in real life. All right, Tim, I am so excited about today's conversation. It's an important one and one we don't often notice. Um, today we're talking about, get this, the sinister consequences of taking shortcuts. Now, we've all taken shortcuts in our life, but we probably are living in a world where it's easier to do that than ever before. And this is something you learned about, this subject of shortcuts and the consequences that can come from them uh, several years ago. I yeah, think. as a teenager, actually. So I was a long-distance runner on the track team. Um, I was a teen. On my track team was a friend, Tom. Uh, and I remember one particular qualifying event. We were trying to qualify for the regionals. And so a bunch of us were out there trying to qualify. And so we're running around and around and around the track several times, as yeah. you can imagine. And Tom got tired. Well, we were all tired. <laughs> yeah, we joined the club, right? It was the furthest away from the coaches and the guy with the stopwatch. Uh -huh. He ducked behind the bleachers and nobody noticed. Now, he was just going to rest, I think, at first. I don't think he was thinking about a shortcut. He was just stopping and resting. But he noticed that nobody noticed. So the last time around the track, Tom looks, hops back in, takes the last three quarters of a lap and qualifies because, you know, he had a second wind. Wow. I was so mad because I didn't. I didn't qualify. And did you notice that he did that? Oh, we all knew it except for the coaches. Uh, but none of them are gonna none of us are gonna rat on him because yeah, yeah, yeah. this is our friend, blah, blah, blah. And I thought, dead gummit, you know, he just qualified and we didn't. But we saw the sinister, sinister consequences. Yeah. He's thinking, this is great. And you're yeah. all going, well, so just wait. So he shows up at the meet. And this is a big meet with the biggest schools in the county. And uh, Tom obviously is not ready because he took shortcuts to yeah. get there. When he's running against guys that actually had worked out and were fit and, and ready to go, yeah. by the time he gets halfway around, he's pushed himself just to keep up. He stops and he's vomiting and... Oh my God! Almost seizing. I'm yeah. serious. It was awful. Yeah. And of course, that was just a visible reminder. You took a shortcut to get to your goal and it didn't yeah. pay off. It's also a really interesting thing because when he took his shortcut, nobody was watching. When he faced the consequences of that shortcut, everybody's watching. That's a great point. Yeah. yeah that's exactly... Well, And that's usually, maybe, uh, I shouldn't say usually, that often happens it in does. life. Yeah. Uh, and, I, and I think that's why I call them sinister. So, mm. Andrew, I think our 21st century civilization con conditions us to hack our way through our own life. It certainly It's does. a natural thing. Yeah. In fact, we even have the term hackers, you yeah. know, uh, to get behind the system and find shortcuts to make it work for us faster and easier. Yep. Um, in one sense, it feels like we're beating the system. Yeah. And it's a system we feel like is always against us. Yeah. So we're the victims anyway. Yeah. So you get this little en endorphin hit when you do these shortcuts. That's exactly Because right. you feel like, I figured out something everybody else has missed. Yeah. So uh, let me say right up front that shortcuts are a natural and even positive behavior of a very savvy brain yeah. that we all seem to have. Yeah. Except for one thing. <laughs> there's almost always consequences yeah. to shortcuts. And even though that's a simple phrase, I want you listeners to hear it again. There's almost always a consequence to taking a shortcut. Mm. And they're not probably all sinister, but we have yeah. to acknowledge that sometimes they are, and that's what we're talking about today. Yeah, that's right. So yeah. um, there's several examples we want to talk through about this. The first one is probably the most powerful. And frankly, it's 
um, it's a little bit graphic. It's a to- it's a tough topic, but yeah. it is a reality. It's one of the shortcuts in our yeah. world today. So this is just a little note as we get into this first example. Uh, if you're listening with somebody who is younger and maybe um, a, co- a conversation on pornography is not appropriate for them, uh, you may want to have them step out of the room. But Tim, take us into this example because I think it is a powerful one. We have to yeah. we have to acknowledge in the 21st century. Well, let me begin with a kind of a principle. Um, I feel like the more I take shortcuts the more unwilling I may become to do the work necessary to genuinely succeed in any given endeavor. Yeah. Not always true, but you know, if I find a way to do a short, think about Tom, yep. the runner. Did it look like a great move? Sure did. It was an easier day for him than everybody else. Yep. But in the in the outcome, it was it was a tougher day. Yeah. And so there's a shortcut for most, almost anything. So here's a vivid case study. Um, during the first uh, or during the last During the last decade, the percentage of American men between the ages of 18 and 30 who reported not having sex in the previous year exploded from 10% to 28%, so almost 3 in 10. Yeah, that's that's like almost a uh, 200% growth. I'm yeah, doing math right. right here. Exactly. Uh, right. That's huge. Yeah. So yeah. So at a time when their maybe their sexual desire is largest and you know people are getting married and all that other stuff, yeah. it's it's dropping. Now, at first glance, it might appear that males have chosen to be celibate or just have a lower sexual desire, but that's not necessarily the case. Yeah. There is a shortcut available and it's it's porn. Mm-hmm. So according to journalist Ted Scheimer, I felt like this was a great quote, and I am quoting Ted. At an age when young men's sex drives are highest, this generation of young men is having sex less than ever recorded. But this doesn't mean that these men have no sexual desire. For a growing number of men alive these days in our pornified society, their sexual desire for real women is being replaced by a desire for images and fantasy. Mm. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. So researcher and sociologist Dr. Mark uh, Regnerus suggest many may not describe porn as real, but they describe it as good enough. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting. They may not say it's real. I re- realize it's not real, but it's good enough. Yep. The real work of a great marriage or a great friendship or a great job for that matter begins to feel out of reach. Yeah. <clears throat> um, it seems like too much labor, especially in an artificial substitute is available that requires far less effort. Yeah. And that's what shortcuts are. It's like an artificial substitute that feels real, and in this case, it, it's not. Yeah. So um, I would just add, I think during the quarantine, the last couple of years of this pandemic, uh, worsened the dilemma. Yeah. Unable to socialize and connect, we just found virtual ways to meet almost every need, yeah. and then it just continued in many yeah. cases. Yeah, and there's um, obviously the sinister consequences for that are quite evident, uh, but there that wasn't the only thing that yeah. I feel like exploded onto the scene during um, the pandemic, especially. Uh, lots of this mindset, the get, get rich quick mindset also appeared. So if you look back at the last few years, you can see especially young people sort of gravitating towards this. For years, it's been um, you know, playing the lottery or whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, young people, because of the access of technology, started, quote unquote, pay- playing the lottery with um, 
uh, GameStop. Do you remember this yeah, trend? Sure it was such a great example, uh, not to mention the um, all of the cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin as well. But all of these young people sort of flooded into this market and artificially propped up GameStop because of buy, buying it up. And it, and it ended up leading a lot of them to uh, actually lose money, not gain yeah. money, which is yeah. quite wild. But there's even the mindset of, I want to get noticed quick or I want to yeah. get famous quick, which, yeah. which is really happening with TikTok right now. TikTok right? famous. That's right. Yeah. And there's this idea that I could go viral on TikTok with just one post. And even if you could, do we ever think about the consequences of that? You know, yeah. I was actually watching a, a really a kind of a short documentary on the lives of TikTok famous teens. Hmm. And their everyday life is basically my whole life centers around TikTok. My followers yeah. basically require me to post six or seven times a day. Yeah. And it always has to be creative. And I always have to outdo myself. And so basically, we've got 18-year-olds who are trapped in this endless loop of having yeah. to impress a group of people who they don't even really know. And it's such an interesting world yeah. that we live in today where so many opportunities are given to kids where you think as you step into it, oh, just jumping on this GameStop bandwagon is going to work out well for me. Or just making this viral TikTok video, is everything's going to be great. But often these things have consequences. Yeah. So let me add again. I think shortcuts are natural. And I think in every generation, probably all through history, there's been their own version of shortcuts. Oh, of course. But they're more accessible today. Yeah. In this on-demand, instant access world we live in, yeah. they're just readily available. Mm. <clears throat> so I believe these examples, Andrew, that you and I've just shared are symptoms of a much larger issue in our culture. It's the shortcut mindset. Mm. And I know that's kind of pithy, but and it's not really clever, but that's exactly what it is. <laughs> we grew up in a society where we're conditioned to look for these shortcuts. Whatever gets you what you want the fastest, just take it. So a couple of rat-a-tat-tat examples. We don't want to read the whole book, yep. just the Cliff's Notes. Yep. We don't have time for a conventional oven, so we use a microwave. Yep. We wish we had time for a full breakfast, but we only have time for an instant breakfast. Yep. We don't have the patience to build a strong career, so we cultivate that that lottery mindset you yep. mentioned earlier. That you get know? rich quick idea. That's right. Yep. And we've always had this get rich quick way about us, but it's just gotten quicker yep. today yep. with less effort. And then <laughs> when it goes to comes to research, we all have this Google reflex, yep. don't we? Yep. Now, none of these are criminal, but they're symptoms. Let's be honest. We know better, but our world has taught us to take the straightest line to a goal and we love the gratifying dopamine squirts that happen in our yes, brain, right? Yes. Uh, they, they flow. The dopamine squirt occurs fast in this on-demand instant access world. Mm. Unfortunately, I think we just don't see the price tag mm. to these. Yeah, so we've talked so far about uh, the shortcuts, right? Yep. Now we want to talk about the consequences of those shortcuts. Before we do, we want to take a quick break. When we come back, Tim's going to give you some really um, very specific and eye-opening uh, consequences that we often experience from our shortcuts. So we'll be right back. Hey guys, Andrew here. I'd like to talk to you about our curriculum, Habitudes for Social and Emotional Learning. Growing up in a post-pandemic world means that many students today are facing new challenges and often don't have the social and emotional skills to handle it all. When students possess skills like self-awareness, impulse control, empathy, teamwork, and responsible decision-making, they're prepared to not only survive, but succeed inside and outside of the classroom. 
Habitudes for Social and Emotional Learning comes in both middle school and high school versions and presents a fun, image-based pedagogy designed to delight and challenge your students. Find out more about how you can get Habitudes for Social and Emotional Learning to your school by going to growingleaders.com SEL. All right, Tim, we're back. Before the break, we, t- we said we're going to get into the consequences we experience when we take shortcuts. Uh, break this down for us. When we think about what are the consequences of taking all these shortcuts, how do they actually show up for us? Well, it's a great question, I think. Um, and again, I want to point out that my point in all of this is not to attack or condemn a segment of our population. Yeah. But rather, it's to highlight the sinister consequences, as we have said, for this shortcut mindset. Here's a great phrase. Shortcuts usually don't pay off in the long run. Mm. Shortcuts usually don't pay off in the long run. So here's some of the negative outcomes. Uh, First, they often affect the behavior of others. Think about it. On a job, if teammates see you taking shortcuts, they're much more likely to do it too. And this can negative, uh, negatively impact production and lead to lazy attitudes, depending on the job. It creates a, a sort of bare minimum yep. uh, mindset that affects the very culture. Absolutely. And it, this is so true if you see it on a team. Like I've worked with sports teams and they're yeah. like, well, so-and-so didn't work very hard and yeah. she's still on the team. So how about, yep. you know, it's that mindset where other people kind of go, oh, the standard is down here. Therefore, we can all sort of operate down there. No doubt. Second, while it's instinctive to want things easier, faster, and more comfortable, Shortcuts don't guarantee success. In fact, it's the reverse. Mm. When we take shortcuts, we tend to get careless and place more emphasis on efficiency rather than quality. We want to get it done rather than get it right. Mm, That's such a great example. That reminds me a little bit really quick of our habitude, the oversized gift, right? Mm -hmm. When somebody has a great deal of talent, they tend to ride on that talent rather than investing in that talent. That's right. And often it gets them in trouble. That's right. Third, our ability to delay gratification and cultivate grit decreases with a shortcut mindset. So once our goal is to find the easier and quicker way to get to the goal, our resilience and our resourcefulness drops. Mm. Our brain is wired to target the efficiency goal, not the effectiveness goal. Mm. The efficiency is just yeah. get it done you know, as fast as you can. Yeah. So our, our very capacity for discipline wanes yeah. with the shortcut mindset. We just don't have the experience of going through a tough thing, overcoming it, and realizing yeah. who you are on the other side. Yeah. So important. So yeah. Important. And teachers even talk to us about students. They think he's very smart or she's very smart, yeah. but I don't think they see yeah. they've, they, they've lacked the discipline now. Fourth, we become careless in other areas of our life that really matter. So you might go, oh, that's a shortcut for a little simple thing. It doesn't really matter. You're right. But it starts bleeding over to categories that do matter in your life. Yes. This doesn't happen right away, but eventually the shortcut mindset prevails in important categories like our career, our relationships, our marriage, our parenting, and our health. It's a slippery slope. Yeah. Slippery slope is a bad argument in logic, but it's a totally correct idea in the world of habits, right? If I'm disciplined in one area, it's going to show up in other areas. If I'm undisciplined in one area, it's going to show up in other areas. Yeah. I tell you what, the part point of my life where I see it most is, is snacking. You know, if I'm oh, not, yes. oh my gosh, just a little, I'm just going to have one chip, you know what? And I know this is cliche, but yeah. if I'm not disciplined, I'm telling you. And then that shortcut mindset mm-hmm. just prevails. All right. Uh, fifth, um, accidents happen more frequently with a shortcut mindset. 
For example, on a manu manufacturing job, employees are six times more likely to experience an accident or an injury because of unsafe behaviors that stem from taking shortcuts. Mm. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, we miss details, we overlook steps, and we skirt problems. We we just get lazy. Yeah. Once we so the safety procedure is written up, mm -hmm. right? And then somewhere along the way, somebody figures out, you know, if you, you could skip step five, it saves you a ton of time, <laughs> right? right? And by the, uh, after too long, people actually forget why step five was even there to yeah. begin with. And then, you know, a year or so later, disaster. It's true. And then finally, shortcuts are addictive. Yeah. Once we're used to taking them, we seldom want to go back to do the legitimate work required for a goal. And think about pornography again. For males especially, the work of building an intimate relationship seems too hard. And I, again, I can't speak for females, but Wi-Fi seems easier than wife. Yeah, I know that's graphic, but I'm just saying yeah. it's just easier to go to my computer and... I, it's just it's just troublesome because I, I know what is really real. And so do you. And you go, oh, my gosh, yeah. don't do it, even though yeah. it's easier. Yeah. yeah. There's so much better out there for you. Yeah. And yeah. that's really one of the big things that we're saying here is better and easier are not the same. That's the right. Time. Yeah. And it's um, you and I can get that. We've been in our careers for a while. Mm -hmm. We've seen the benefits and the consequences. Yeah. But when you're 14 and you've got yeah. that device and it's just yeah. right there, no matter what the shortcut is that you're thinking about, it just seems like it's almost impossible to imagine the, the long-term consequences it's true. of the choice. And especially for Generation Z that, that are in school now, right, yeah. right now. I'm telling you, this hacker mindset, which I celebrate. Yeah can have a, this sinister consequence. Yeah. They're, they're finding a way to get behind the system and make it work for them. I applaud that, but this is the other side of the coin. That's yeah. all we're saying. So um, before we go on and kind of talk about what do we do, I know you, yes. you've always got some great yeah. insights for us. Um, there was a fable that I think came to your mind as we were preparing yep. for this. It's one that probably most of our listeners know, but if we think about it in the context of this conversation we're having yep. today, I think it's quite helpful. It is. I think so. So do you all remember the story of the tortoise and the hare? Mm. Of course you do. This yes. fable's been around forever and ever and ever. It's a classic children's story that we all heard growing up about a race between a rabbit and a turtle, okay? So if you remember, everyone places bets on the rabbit to win. After all, he's, he's fast and he's a nimble creature, okay? Yep. The turtle, on the other hand, <laughs> bless his heart, is as slow as a creature can get, right? He plods along at a well, at a, at a turtle's pace, yep. can I say this? But the story has a moral to it, and we all remember the moral, okay? In the end, the rabbit gets so far ahead of the turtle, he gets a little cocky. Yep. And in his arrogance, he wanders off the path and takes a nap. As he sleeps for hours, the turtle not only catches up with him, but he finishes first. The plotter beats the pace setter. Sound familiar? Yeah. Of course it does. This happens all the time. Ours is a day that celebrates the rabbit over the turtle. I'm just saying. Speed is attractive and sexy. It feels dominant and superior. Unfortunately, it doesn't offer us, as you just said, the quality of life that we really, really want. Yeah. 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 There is um, a lack of understanding, just like in this story, there's a lack of understanding about what slow actually gets you, mm -hmm. right? What doing things correctly actually gets you and putting in time on things actually gets you. And I... I um, I was recently talking with a group of 20-year-olds, and I kind of caught a tinge of this mindset where they're like, I feel like I'm so far into my career and I don't have anything to show for it. And I'm yeah. like, you're not so far into your career. Yes. You're a couple years into your career. It may be 
that your greatest contribution comes decades from now. Yeah. So it's far more about what you're investing rather than what reward you're seeing. But it's so hard to yeah. live that way in today's world. No, you never see that representation in any form of media it's and social so media or any of those things. Yeah, we watch the highlights on ESPN, not the grind of practice. Yeah. They don't show many practices. Yep. You know. Yep. In fact, it, it reminds me of the Habitude for New Professionals, that, that particular course, yeah. Crockpots and Microwaves. So true. We want our careers to feel like a microwave where we're zipping to president of the company when really we're in a we're in a crock pot. Yeah. So here's a here's a high school example. Um, I recently heard of a high school student who auditioned for for a school play and he made the play. Okay. He made he made the audition and 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 made the cast. To make the cut, however, he found shortcuts. He used his smartphone to enable him to get his lines without memorizing them. Oh wow! And at showtime. Unfortunately, he paid dearly for a shortcut mindset. He was dropping lines, missing cues, and all but ruined what would have been an incredible show for everyone. Uh, everybody, everybody else paid for a shortcut. Yeah, because he found a way to do it. But again, yeah, Tom, you ducked behind the bleachers in the qualifying round, but you you weren't ready for the real life deal mm. when the show was on. So. It's just, it happens all the time. Yeah. Hopefully you're listening to this right now and you're with us. You're going, yes, yeah. this is exactly uh, a subject we need to be talking about. Perhaps you're thinking of uh, a child or you're thinking of a student that you work with and you're going, that is exactly what's going on. He yeah. or she has a shortcut mindset. That's the thing I actually need to be competing or, or, or talking against. Uh, this is what I love so much about this subject is it's often it's often an underlying root cause yes. of some of the things that we might see yeah. happening on the surface, right? Uh, they're always angry or they're never prepared or they show up late to class or whatever. It's perhaps that one of the things going on is they have this shortcut mindset. So uh, as promised, you always give us some really practical insights. Uh, I know you've written down a couple of things on how to defeat that shortcut mindset. I love that yeah. terminology. How do we defeat that mindset in our students as they're uh, getting older and yeah. more mature, hopefully? I, I, this may be a, just an old man comment coming from an old man here, but um, I feel like when I think about my concerns about the shortcut mindset, either in my life or anybody else's, it's simply this. Um, instead of calling out this shortcut mindset in someone else or ourselves for that matter, when we stare at the person looking at us, back at us in the mirror, we just accept an alternative lifestyle yeah. or an alternative you know, we, we make excuses. And I just want to point out, to explain this problem is not to excuse this problem. Yes. Of course we've got it. We all have a little bit of this disease yep. called the shortcut. You and I mind. have it too. Yep. That's right. Yeah. But we need to be careful. We don't just lower the bar. So here's four doable ideas. Listeners, I hope these doable ideas lead to better ideas in your own mind. Number one, try holding yourself to a higher standard. Okay. So I found it wise to set my own standards for excellence and not to look for, to others for that cue. Yeah, that's good. Certainly your boss or supervisor or coach or teacher has a standard, but what if you set it just one notch higher? Yeah. So I learned to do this in my 20s, uh, working for John Maxwell. He always had a high standard, but I learned rather quickly to really get ahead. You have it one notch higher. So obviously we should note what our supervisor values, but it's best to take it up a notch. I, I constantly find myself thinking when I think about this concept about basketball legend Michael Jordan, mm -hmm. who played for the Chicago Bulls for so many years. Um, 
Michael Jordan was known to remain on the court for an extra 30 minutes after practice to shoot free throws. So he had a higher standard and he set the pace. Yeah. Uh, there's Dennis Rodman and Scottie Pippen and you know Kukoc and uh, all these others going to the showers. But Michael, the one that really didn't need any more practice, stayed. Yeah. he had a higher standard than Phil Jackson, his coach. Yeah. So I want you to consider this, listeners. What if you set a higher standard for yourself? Uh, most jobs require you to work five days a week. Andrew, for years and years, I, work, I chose to work six days a week. And I don't need a prize. I just thought, I want to work six days a week and then enjoy a Sabbath. Mm -hmm. But and, and I feel like it's helped me prevent a shortcut mindset. Yeah. I, I love that idea, especially if this is a great technique for that kid that you're literally, you're going, hey, I would like for you to do this. And they're pointing to somebody else and going, mm -hmm. well, she's not doing That's it. Right. Why do I have to? And it's it's attacking that mindset of this is not a punishment. This is an yeah. opportunity. Yes. Do you consider yourself to be at the same level as her? Is or do that you, what you want? Yeah, yeah. Or do you aspire to more? Yeah. Right. Um, it's so much better to teach kids to compete against themselves than to compete against some other standard that they're pointing to right now, because most of the time, whatever standard they're looking at in today's shortcut world is not good enough anyways, yeah, right? right? So teaching them to go, how do I get 1% better rather than where do I match up with the other people around yeah. me? I love that. So true. All right. Number two, plan ahead so you have the necessary time and resources. We can reduce our perceived need to take a shortcut when we plan ahead and ensure that we have the time and the energy and the resources necessary to finish a job well. I find this is the number one thing that leads me to shortcuts. Oh, I don't have time. Mm -hmm. All right, well, I'll just do this. And this matters, or excuse me, this works at least in that moment, but it's not going to be yeah. a great trend in my life. So we surrender to shortcuts when we feel we don't have the time to do the job right. We're too tired, we're too lazy, we're too impatient, we, we, and we haven't prepared for the long haul. So when we choose to prepare ahead of time, we seldom must fix things later. Yeah, I love this phrase, um, preparing beats repairing every time. So true. So if you see a young person who is at the beginning of a semester, yeah. has clearly taken on too many things, you can kind of assume almost, no matter how great they are, they're going to have to take a shortcut in order yep. to get all of those things done. And so you might just challenge them, hey, what if you try to do be really great and make a full investment in, a f in fewer things rather than do too much? You're I right. think that's, that's going to be a great preparation for life. No doubt. Preparing beats repairing every time. Okay, idea number three recognize that shortcuts are contagious. Mm. Um, in fact, I think both mindsets are contagious. Um, so um, another preventative measure is, is to, to um, recognize that both hard work and taking shortcuts are contagious. Others will inevitably spot our example and be influenced by it. Yeah. As I watch my adult children, I see both my positive and my negative behaviors showing up in Bethany and Jonathan. It's good to acknowledge that poor practices lead to poor patterns, which lead to poor penalties. Uh, we all benefit when we ask ourselves, do I want others to imitate what I've just done? Yeah, that's great. That's great. Who would you like to influence? And do you desire to be an influencer? That might yeah. be a great avenue to kind of have this conversation. No doubt. All right. The last um, idea, trade in your shortcut mindset for a second mile mindset. Let me say that again. Trade in your shortcut mindset for a second mile mindset. So one of our habitude images is called shortcut or second mile. Both represent mindsets. 
We must practice self-talk on this issue. Shortcuts are perceived benefits, but they result in risks. When we have a calculation, and, and, and I'm sorry, we have a calculation problem in this situation. I must shift uh, to asking myself, how can I go the extra mile on this task and exceed expectations? Yeah. So it's a game changer. So real quick, a first mile uh, mindset, you walk it because you have to. Yep. A second mile mindset, you walk it because you want to. Mm -hmm. First mile mindset, you do the bare minimum. Second mile mindset, you do the maximum. First mile mindset, it's about duty. I got to do this. Second mile mindset, it's about devotion. Mm. First mile mindset satisfies necessities. Second mile mindset serves needs. Mm. And then lastly, first mile mindset focuses on me. Second mile mindset the focus is on others. That's my favorite part. We believe that leadership is solving problems and serving people. I love the story of Mahatma Gandhi. Mm -hmm. Do you remember this old story? Uh, he was in India, and it was during the period of the kind of the quiet revolution he was leading. But he stepped on board a train when it was beginning to leave the station, and he lost one of his sandals. It fell onto the track, and the train was pulling away, and he wasn't able to get it back. What everybody around him noticed him doing is he pulled the other sandal that he had on his other foot and threw it down on the track. And they go, why did you just do that? You just lost both sandals. And he goes, well, whoever finds that one sandal isn't really helped. Somebody that finds two sandals, he's got a pair of shoes. Yeah. And I thought his focus is completely on, on yep. other people. Yep, yep. And it takes a mindset, just yeah. like you're talking about, in order to see that. What if we had a group of students who stopped thinking about shortcuts and started yeah. thinking about second miles? Not only would they be better themselves, but as you pointed yeah. out, they'd start serving other people as well. I love that. Well, uh, as you said, I mean, shortcuts, they're not horrific, right? Yeah. They're, they're a part of our world. Uh, I'm going to use a GPS today to get yep, around. That's right. That's a shortcut. That's making my world, because I'm able to focus on things yeah. that are important. So not all shortcuts are bad, but I think they are diminishing our grit, as you've said. They're yeah. diminishing our resilience. They're teaching us that everything can be treated that way. And we have to realize that there are important things that can't be. So uh, you've got a closing story for us to yeah. kind of wrap up the idea. Uh, so take us take us yeah, out. Yeah, I hope this story rings in your ears and stays with you, listeners. Um, here's the story. Uh, a wealthy man met with a construction contractor and asked him to build a house. The rich man gave this builder the specs for the house and then a huge amount of money and said, this is probably more than enough cash to build the house, but I want you to build it well. And once you're finished, you can keep whatever you have left over. Well, the builder thought to himself, this is great. I can build this house for a fraction of this money and I can pocket the rest. So the contractor took shortcuts everywhere. Uh -huh. I mean, he put studs four feet apart, used just one coat of paint, just one set of shingles on the roof. I mean, he threw this house together. And once he finished, he gave the house keys to the builder with a big smile on his face. But it was at that point, the rich man said to the builder, oh, I forgot to tell you, I want you to have it. The house is yours. Mm. What a picture of our life. Yes, We're building this life we hand the keys to somebody else and we go, oh, no, 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 this is yours. It's your life. It's your life you're building. Mm. And all the shortcuts ended up paying a, uh, consequences, yeah. a sinister consequence wow. to it all. That's so good. Um, there's a, there's a, 
ancient proverb I want you to share. I think this is a great last yeah. comment that I think is um, really good insight for us. So give us this proverb, and then I'll, I'll close this out. Well, the proverb simply goes like this, and I love it. He that despises discipline hates himself. Mm. Now, that's strong. But what I think it means is when we don't become disciplined people, we stop liking ourselves. We no longer respect the person staring back at us in the mirror. Cutting corners may feel good in the moment, but not over the long haul. I think singer Beverly Sills said it best. There are no shortcuts to any place worth going. I love that. I love that. Well, thank you so much, Tim, for all of your insights. Thank you, listeners, for joining us. If you're looking for a way to talk to students about this shortcut second mile conversation about how to not take shortcuts, but to really go the second mile, Habitudes are, is our tool to do that. You've already heard us talk about it, but inside of our Habitudes for Social and Emotional Learning program, you'll actually find the very Habitude Tim just talked about, shortcuts and second miles, and it's a great way to have a conversation about this. So I do encourage you to check that out at growingleaders.com slash S-E-L. Well, as always, if you would rate this podcast, give us five stars on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. We greatly appreciate it. If you found this particularly helpful, we encourage you to share it with somebody who you think uh, maybe you thought of them while you were listening to the, uh, uh, the podcast, hopefully not because they take a shortcut uh, shortcuts all the time, but because you think they really might enjoy the conversation, pass it along to them. We would greatly appreciate that as well. If you have um, uh, email ideas or ideas for us uh, about this podcast, shoot us an email. It's podcast at growingleaders.com. And if you want to connect with us online, we are at Growing Leaders and at Tim Elmore pretty much everywhere you are. Tim, thank you once again for leading us in this conversation about shortcuts. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you next time.